Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80, and streaming on ESPN+. Plus. ESPN Radio is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. I'm Amber Wilson. He's Myron Metcalf. We are filling in for the guys, taking you up until 7 o'clock Eastern. You can tweet to us at Amber W Sports at Metcalf by ESPN. You can also join the conversation on the CC call-in line at one triple eight say espn 888 888- Seven two nine three seven seven six. And right now we've got a treat. If you miss Canty and Carlin at all, which you shouldn't, because obviously Myron and I are here. I mean, how good you? But if you do, <laughs> you can catch them all week hosting Greeny, and also you can catch up with Chris Canty right now, host of this show, Canty and Carlin. Canty, thanks for stopping by. Guys, I appreciate you guys holding us down, doing a great job, might I add. So, well, th- well th- go on. No, thank you, Canty. And <laughs> Tell the I, bosses that, Canty. You, you. you have also been doing a great job getting into it this week with Keyshawn Johnson. So I'm going to see if I can get you into it a little bit more with Keyshawn because Keyshawn Johnson gave us his top five scariest quarterbacks in the NFL this week on KJM. And the list is Lamar, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, Kyler Murray. Canty, do you have a problem with any component of this list? I don't know how you couldn't have a problem with that list, Amber. He's got the guy that won back-to-back MVPs fourth on the list. I mean, if we're doing this in order, shouldn't Aaron Rodgers be closer to the top? Maybe he might not be the scariest. Maybe he might not be the second scariest. But you got him all the way down at four, right in front of Kyler Murray, who's not even a top-ten quarterback? I'm sorry, guys. I'm struggling with this list. I got a lot of problems with it. Not to say that some of the names don't belong on the list, but I certainly wouldn't have them in that order. Candy, that was the most interesting list before ESPN Plus dropped PFF's ranking of the NFL rosters, all 32 teams. A very interesting list. You should go on ESPN.com and check it out. I'm interested in number six on this list, Candy, which is the Cleveland Browns. If we're just talking football, How does the ceiling for the Browns compare if Deshaun Watson, Baker Mayfield, or Jacoby Brissett ends up being their starting quarterback? Well, I I think it'll be a lot closer if it's Jacoby Brissett or Baker Mayfield because you're talking about two guys that are competent quarterbacks, but I don't know that they're necessarily guys that move the needle in terms of being forced multipliers. But Deshaun Watson, we know that any given Sunday, he can be a top five to seven quarterback. So if you're talking about Deshaun being available for more games than not in 2022, then I look for the Cleveland Browns to be in the playoff picture. If he's not, then the Cleveland Browns are going to struggle just to make sure they're not in the cellar of that division. So I, I, I think it's a wild swing. It's, it's, it's a huge gap in terms of what this team would be with Deshaun 
versus what they would be with Jacoby Brissett or Baker. Doesn't mean that they can't compete with one of those other guys at the quarterback spot, but I just think there's a there's levels to this, as you know, Myron, and I think Baker Mayfield and Jacoby Brissett, they're, they're not quite what Deshaun Watson is in terms of a player. Not quite. Uh, just not quite. Uh, Chris yeah, Canty. $230 million in guaranteed money, which suggests uh, that he's not. Uh, yeah, suggests otherwise. Uh, Chris Canty, host of this show, Canty and Carlin Amber Wilson and Myron Metcalf, filling in for the guys. Uh, let's dive a little bit more into this list. And again, like Myron said, it's on the .com NFL roster rankings for all 32 by Ben Lindsay. Uh, Buffalo Bills come in at number one on this list, Canty. The Bucks. Number two, Chargers, number three, Rams, number four, and the Packers, number five. Do you have any problem with the top five? No problem with the top five, but I will say this, though, Amber. The interesting point is having the Chargers checking in at three, and I get it. The Chargers have been very aggressive this offseason, locking up Mike Williams to a long-term deal, trading for Khalil Mack. You know, you're going to get Derwin James back healthy. You got Sebastian Joseph Data to kind of shore up the the interior of that defensive front. They signed J.C. Jackson to a big money deal. They drafted Zion Johnson in the first round. Like, it seems like this is a team that's ready to go. And so, for for my money, Brandon Staley and Justin Herbert are out of excuses as to why they can't get to the playoffs. Now, I know it came down to a division matchup in Week 18, and they lost in overtime to the Raiders. But there is no excuse going into 2022 as to why the Chargers shouldn't compete. And, I mean, getting into the playoffs – and going on a run once you get to the postseason. So Justin Herbert is going to be front and center, Amber, and we know this is third year. After this, he becomes eligible for a contract extension. This is a year that Justin Herbert has to, you know, match the the potential that everybody is saying he has with the actual production and wins for his team. Katie, I'm guessing a bunch of Kansas City fans are looking at this list and trying to figure out how the Chiefs are number nine. What, what concerns might you have? about Kansas City in a world without Tyreek Hill? It's not necessarily about Tyreek Hill. I just feel like everybody else in the division has closed the gap. I mean, they're not – I'm not going to say they're better off without Tyreek Hill, but I, I trust Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes to MacGyver that thing. And what I mean by that is they'll figure it out because they're just that damn good. But the rest of the division is really good too. The Denver Broncos traded for Russell Wilson. The Las Las Vegas Raiders traded for Devontae Adams to go along with Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, and Josh Jacobs. Derek Carr being the trigger man out there, like they've got the division has gotten so much better, and so that's why I think you got to watch the Kansas City Chiefs. You got to watch the AFC West. It's not a foregone conclusion that they're going to win that division like it has been for the past six years running. Chris Canty, host of the show, Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, stopping by as Amber Wilson and Myron Metcalf are filling in for the guys. You said you have no problem, really, uh, with the top five. And in that discussion, you didn't mention the Tampa Bay Bucks. I guess it surprised me, Canty, that they're sitting at number two on this list. And maybe I shouldn't be surprised. I wasn't thinking a ton about it, frankly, before this list came out. But, you know, losing Alex Kappa, uh, O.J. Howard, Gronk, Dominican Sue, Jason Pierre-Paul, like there are holes that were left, I'm a little surprised that they're number two. Well, here's the thing. I mean, you're talking about some of the pieces that they lost, but I think they upgraded that right guard going from Alex Kappa to Shaq Mason. I don't know if you, you guys see it that way, but I think that's an upgrade for them. Um, when you look at uh, you know Gronk not being there, is that going to be a loss? Yes, but Russell Gage being a reliable number three receiver, I think that's going to be somebody that Tom Brady can lean on and lean into. And then defensively, I love the fact that they added Akeem Hicks with Vita Vea in the middle of that defense. 
good luck trying to run against that defensive front. Like, they've already been tough to run against, but Akeem Hicks, if people hadn't watched him, what he was in Chicago, the guy is like a, a black grizzly bear in the middle of a defense. And then Vita Vea, of course, eats up multiple blockers every single down. And then you have Devin White and Levante David as running hit linebackers behind that. The JPP loss is going to be tough, but the Bucks planned for that out ahead. That's why they drafted Joe Tryon Shoyinka in the first round a couple of years ago. So now they're going to lean on that dude to, to fill into that spot. So I don't necessarily see the holes that everybody else is talking about. They lose Jordan Whitehead, and they turn around and add a veteran safety in Logan Ryan, who has a ton of experience in this league. So I, I like where Tampa is on this thing. The question is, will Tom Brady fall off that cliff that everybody keeps predicting? I, I'm not going to be the first to that party, but that's the <laughs> only thing that I would have a question mark about for Tampa going into this season. Also, guys, we got to consider this. They play in the NFC South. I mean, could there be a lower bar to clear in terms of divisions in the National Football League? I'm not sure there is. Candy, the Miami Dolphins check in at number 10. And I just wonder about the pressure that Tua is going to face. With everybody knowing that he has a roster that can get into the playoffs and maybe be competitive there if he plays to his potential. How do you think he's going to handle that pressure? Hey, you know what? If you say if he plays to his potential, I, I don't know what Tua is in the NFL. I knew he was a damn good college quarterback, but I, I'm not quite sold on what he is in the NFL. And it seems like Chris Greer and that Dolphins organization is doubling down on him. But Tua has got a long way to go to justify Chris Greer passing on Justin Herbert in order to take him with the fifth overall pick back in 2020. What I will say is, the front office has done a good job of eliminating all the excuses. Like, he's got weapons on weapons. You got Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, Cedric Wilson, Mike Gusecki, and then, oh, by the way, we added Chase Edmonds and Raheem Mostert in the backfield, fortified the offensive line, getting Turn Armstead in free agency, getting Connor Williams in free agency. So, I mean, listen, this is going to be on tour to make it happen. And for me, Myron, the goal for the Dolphins in terms of evaluating their quarterback is for Tua to definitively prove that he is the second-best quarterback in that division. That means being better than Mac Jones and being better than Zach Wilson. If he doesn't do that in 2022, then, then I have serious doubts about Tua being the long-term answer at the quarterback spot for the Dolphins. <sighs> this Dolphins. Where's the uh, lie, Amber Wilson? You know, I know you're hey, a Dolphins fan. I, I'm not sure Where's there the is lie? one. Where's I'm not the sure lie? there is one, Canty. <laughs> oh, goodness. Chris Canty, host of this show. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. I won't hate. I won't ask you whether you hate Dak Prescott. You and Keyshawn have been doing that bit all week long. But if you miss, if you miss Canty, you can check him out on Greeny this week. Chris, thanks for stopping by. Hey, hey, Amber, all I want to know is where is Dak on the most feared quarterbacks for Key's real rankings? Like, where is Dak at? I mean, you got Kyler Murray in there. Where is Dak at? Dak has done more than Kyler Murray. I'm just saying, Dak should be on the list, according to Keyshawn. He should be on Key's list. He's on the biggest Dak Prescott stand. It is true. Uh, Coming up next, we have some breaking news in the NBA. We will tell you about it. That's next. This is Canty and Carlin. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
Amber Wilson and Myron Metcalf filling in for the guys on Canty and Carlin. You can tweet to us at Amber W Sports at Metcalf by ESPN. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your car, home, motorcycle, commercial, auto, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. So we have some breaking news in the NBA. Myron Metcalf. We're getting some Woj bombs. There's been multiple Woj bombs just over the last few minutes let's start with this one 76er star James Harden has declined his 47.3 million dollar player option he is now a free agent however Woj does go on Byron he keeps real the possibility of negotiating a new deal that would deliver the Sixers roster building flexibility and free agency including use of the full 10 and a half million dollar exception then Woj follows it up with another tweet. The opt-out could go a long way in reshaping the Sixers bench, including that full mid-level exception, $4.1 million by annual exception and sign-and-trades. What this feels like to me, Myron, and let me know if you're reading this the same way. James Harden declined $47 million, which most people probably would not do at this point in James Harden's position. But he declined it because on the backside, him and the 76ers have worked out something else. He'll still end up getting his money. He's going to get some years, so he'll get some security there. And then he gets to look like the big savior because this will be sold to the Sixers fan as, hey, even if James Harden, you know, is on the decline a little bit, he helped us out. He did us a solid. We can bring in more help. Yeah, I think if you're a Sixers fan, it's good all the way around. You get James Harden. Not at the max. My guess is they're going to sign a deal that's less than that. Um, to, to me, it does maybe show a sign of commitment from James Harden and that that's the Sixers calling him into a room and saying, listen, we want to win. You know you want to win. Help us do that. Uh, so you think he's committed to adding the pieces that they need, to your point, to try to be more competitive in the East. So this feels like it could be a good thing with the X factor to me not being how they use that cap space. But how does James Harden show up for this next stage of his career? Because I think if he's even, you know, 85% of that James Harden we saw four or five years ago, that's still a piece to potentially a championship level team. I hate this. If I'm a Sixers fan, to be honest with you, really? I mean, I, ups, I, yeah, I guess ups to, to James Harden for like trying to help them out to structure it now. And they're in a win now mode and I realize that Joel Embiid right now is at the height of his game and he's a runner up for MVP back to back years and so you want to capitalize on that and James Harden at 32 looks like he's already on the decline so you don't want to let him decline further and then try to win I get all of that I just because he's on the decline I would be so nervous about handing him years and then he did this in large part it seems if you're reading the tea leaves that he did this so that they could sign PJ Tucker and then they're giving him multiple years and that man is 37 years old I'm a diehard Miami Heat fan so you can imagine that I love me some PJ Tucker but he's 37 years old Myron and you're giving him three years I just how if this doesn't work this upcoming year for the 76ers what is this gonna look like in a couple years it's gonna be a mess right but but there's also the potential that you have a mess and James Harden's getting 47 million and you don't have the cap space to try to keep some of those key role players so that if this does go south, now it's just Embiid maybe being upset, maybe wanting to get out. I think this is a way for you to hope 
James Harden plays to his potential at this stage of his career, add some pieces around him, keep Embiid happy. And if it doesn't work, then at least you've added some talent to the roster where you're not as uh, reliant on James Harden. I think that has to be the goal. And then maybe there's a way to move him potentially, right, with a deal that's not 47, 48, 49, 50 million a year if things really go left with James Harden. So I don't know what else you can Maybe. do. I don't know what the market is. But I don't know if what else you can left. do. If things like, go left. If things go south, I'm not there. sure. I mean, who else well, is out there if you're trying to compete? I don't know who else is out there. Well, the other thing, I guess, would have been and you're paying James Harden 47 this year, which would have been obviously kind of ugly, but they had the space this year to do that. And, and then, you know, you'd be evaluating this year of James Harden. You'd get a longer sample size to see if Joel Embiid and James Harden, if it's really going to be a thing that equates to championships. Now you've locked yourself in. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I'd be curious to, to hear actually from the Sixers fan. How do you feel about this? Give us a call. Triple eight, say ESPN eight, 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 seven, two, nine, three, seven, seven, six. Myron, that was not the only Woj bomb that we got. We also got a Woj bomb concerning the Atlanta Hawks, the Atlanta Hawks, are trading Danilo Gallinari and multiple first-round picks to the San Antonio Spurs for all-star guard DeJounte Murray. Sources tell ESPN, breaking the hearts of many Knicks fans across the country who in the last few hours had determined that DeJounte Murray was in play to go alongside Jalen Brunson. That is not going to happen. Murray will play alongside Trey Young and what I think will be a very fun now Atlanta Hawks team. I love it. Like, like to me, if you've got a guy like Trey Young playing at this level, give him another piece. Go for it now. Like, I, I hate this idea when teams go, well, the future, the future, the future. How do you know you're going to be around in the future? And in a superstar league, guys can raise their hand and demand a trade at any time. You can't play and plan like that. You got to go for it now if you have the pieces. So for me, if I'm a Hawks fan, I love what they just did. And we are getting the word from Woja that it's three first round picks and a future pick swap to the Spurs for DeJounte Murray in addition to Gallinari. So uh, a big trade there, uh, some big breaking news in the NBA. We will continue to unpack that as the show goes on. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount. Coming up, where does Kyrie Irving's return put the Nets in the Eastern Conference hierarchy? But first, a word from Indeed. If the July heat is making you sweat your staffing situation, then visit Indeed. Their end-to-end hiring solution is the number one source for hires in the U.S., according to Talent Nest. When you sponsor a job, you'll get matched instantly with candidates whose resumes on Indeed meet your job description. And you can even earn up to $500 in sponsored job credits when you conduct virtual interviews on the website. Terms and conditions apply. Get started at Indeed.com slash credit. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured... It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 
Amber Wilson and Myron Metcalf filling in for the guys on Canty and Carlin. You can tweet to us at Amber W Sports at Metcalf by ESPN. We have been unpacking the latest Woj bombs, and so let's get some help in doing so, Myron. Andre Snellings, ESPN senior writer, is joining us in studio. Dre, uh, thanks for stopping by. I think I hear you canceled a trip to stop by and do this radio <laughs> hit. We appreciate it. I, I didn't cancel it. I'm just going to be a little bit later than I, I was anticipating. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, we appreciate you being a little late to your trip because there's a lot to unpack here in the NBA. And just in the last few minutes, we learned that James Harden has opted out of his $47.3 million player option. It seems like, according to Woj, that James Harden is probably going to re-sign a new deal with the Philadelphia 76ers. It gives the Sixers a little bit more wiggle room this season than they otherwise would have. What do you make of him leaving that 47 on the table right now. All right, I've got a whole lot to say about this, but I do want to start off a lot of times when I'm on the air by saying the name Brittany Griner. I feel like we need to really be talking about her more. I hate her situation. I want sis to come home. Now, um, as we talk about James Harden, I feel like outside of the small risk that this ends up being like a Carlos Boozer type situation where he ends up not re-signing with the team that, that, that you know, when it was all expected that he would. I really love this for the 76ers um, because they were always going to keep Harden. I went to the Sloan Analytics Conference, the MIT Sloan Analytics Conference this year, and I saw Daryl Morey wearing a T-shirt with James Harden's face on it. Like, he was not letting that man go. That, that man was going to be a 76er for the foreseeable future. So if he's going to be in Philly, it might as well be at a smaller cap hit uh, that allows them to to – either retain some players or maybe bring in some new players to to try to to put them over the top this season. Because the other thing, and I heard you guys talking about this a second ago, when it comes to Harden, I think that man's going to be a monster this year. I really do. I think he's going to come back. I think that that hamstring was worse than was ever reported, that he was just not himself last year. He's still only 32 years old. So, you know, these last two years he's come into camp, you know, out of shape more than usual, uh, presumably um, kind of trying to force himself out of situations that he didn't like. I think he comes into camp in shape, and I think him and Embiid are going to show people some things this season. So the lower cap hit is is nothing but gravy for the Sixers. Andre, you got Knicks fans talking about Jalen Brunson like he's 1984 Magic Johnson. <laughs> um, what's realistic uh, about what we should expect from Jalen Brunson uh, with the New York Knicks if that happens? Yeah, Jalen Brunson's a nice player. He's not 84 Magic Johnson. He's not, you know, I, I was going to say he's not 2022 Magic Johnson. That wouldn't be nice. Um, <laughs> he He's a good player. And we saw last year that when Luka was out, he's capable of consistently being scoring up in the 20s of points per game. And, and that's from the perimeter. That is a, a, a definite plus. He's not a finishing piece, and the Knicks weren't a Jalen Brunson away from contending. So I've been saying all along we had the free agency special on Sunday. I feel like this has to be the first step of something else that the Knicks have planned. I know that the Knicks don't have the greatest reputation in the Dolan era, but when they brought in Leon Rose, the whole point was for them to start doing things the right way. And just signing Jalen and, and you know, washing their hands and saying, hey, we're done, let's go into the season, that would smack of era. So, I, you know, I've, I've speculated who else might they be able to try to trade for, but I feel like uh, that Brunson just has to be the first pick. Andre Snellings, ESPN senior writer, joining us live from Bristol, Connecticut, <laughs> in studio here on Canty and Carlin Amber Wilson. 
and Myron Metcalf filling in for the guys. Your your voice sounds so crystal clear. Yes, Ray. yes. Uh, it's very nice to have you here on the mic. So the other Woj bomb that we got here in the last few minutes was that uh, Danila Gallinari and three, we have learned now, um, first round picks plus a future pick swap has been traded so that DeJounte Murray can now be a part of the Atlanta Hawks. So now you're going to have Murray playing alongside Trey Young in Atlanta. What do you make of this trade for the Atlanta Hawks? I really like this for the Hawks um, because DeJounte Murray is not just a talented young perimeter player that's on the way up, but he fits so perfectly with what they have on that team. You know, Ice Trey is, he's an offense creator, right? He can create offense for his teammates. He can create his own look. He's a shooter. Um, DeJounte is like everything else. You know, he's developed into a great slasher that can put points on the board himself, but he was drafted as an athletic, defensive-minded guard. He, you know, he he was averaging almost a triple double for a good chunk of last season because he crashes the board so hard. He can he can pass the rock around as well. So with the two of them as the engines for this team, and then oh by the way, they kept John the Baptist. They still have Collins. I don't know. He's always rumored to be on the trade block. But if they keep him and they've got Hunter at small forward and Capella at center. That is an excellent starting five. So I feel like the Hawks made a move in the right direction. I think that there was a kind of a gap at the top of, of the East. I still think the Bucks have been, you know, they're, they're the incumbent. They're the team that I think is, is who everyone is chasing in the East. And so, you know, I, I think that this move puts the Hawks into the mix. I talked about how much I really like what the 76ers are doing. And, of, of course, your heat. And, and you know, the, the East is going to be strong. And I think the Hawks made themselves a contender. Andre, we had a conversation the other day about whether or not you can win a championship with Russell Westbrook, Anthony mm. Davis, and LeBron James because of the way that Russell Westbrook plays. It looks like this roster is kind of stuck. They can't really mm -hmm. make a lot of moves. What is the potential of that Lakers team with Russell Westbrook still commanding a role there? Yeah, I mean, obviously we're going to spend the rest of the offseason uh, seeing if the Lakers are able to, to pull some magic out the hat. Um, but – if they keep the roster they have now, I've said consistently, and I think I told you the other day, when Westbrook came to the Lakers, I thought that was a tacit admission from LeBron that he was ready to maybe take a step back from the offense creating, um, especially during the regular season, because Westbrook does, they do such similar things. LeBron does them all better. But if you're going to try to make use of and maximize Westbrook, you have to give him the keys. Like there's, there's no way to use him as a spot-up shooter. You know, you're not going to bring him out there as a, a defensive role player. Like, the only thing he can do is what Russ does. So I have to feel like maybe they try to give the keys to him more. If Davis is healthy, he can focus more on defense. If LeBron is healthy, they can keep him healthy and, and let him, you know, mix in a little bit more defense with the offense because a lot of the role players they lost were the identity of their defense. I think to, to win, they have to be a defense first team. And honestly, I think they got to let Russ cook, you know, for better or for worse. Dre, we would keep you in studio all day with us if we could. We only have about one minute left, though. We are up against it here. But I want to ask you really quickly about Bradley Beal because he has opted out as well of his $36.5 million player option. Is there any chance that he's going somewhere else? It's really interesting. I have to feel like 
he wants. It seems like he's he's always given the signal he wants to stay there. The team wants him there, and there aren't a lot of teams out there that could come up with money that would be a better situation than than, than the Wizards. So there's a chance we talked about maybe a move that the Knicks are going to try to make. But um, I, I think I I'm expecting that he ends up signing a longer term deal to stay with the Wizards. Andre Snelling's ESPN senior writer. Dre, thanks for stopping by. All right, thanks for having me. Coming up next, where does Kyrie Irving's return puts the Nets in the Eastern Conference hierarchy? Still lots to unpack on the landscape of the NBA. This is Canty and Carlin. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Angels Mariners brawl is the, well, the gift that keeps on giving in terms of sports radio, Myron, because apparently Archie Bradley broke his elbow by entering this rumble from down under that happened between the Angels and the Mariners. It seems like a really bad way to get injured if you're a player right where you are entering this brawl that like this is why brawls need to not happen brawls just have no business out there when you actually have real injuries that come out of these these sorts of events it's just not worth it it's it's just not it's not worth it i mean at some point it goes from like the brawl to now it's like people just piling on to each other. You're trying to make sure nobody gets hurt. And then lo and behold, that's exactly what happens. It's, it's just never worth it to kind of jump in the mix like that. But it's not that he actually got injured like in the brawl or because yeah. somebody yeah. hit him or because yeah. he was under the pile. How it appears anyways by the internet sluice that Archie Bradley broke his elbow was actually from falling over the railing during the brawl. Because you know how they all fall over the railing to go run out there as fast as they can? Well, apparently he fell on his elbow. And so now he's shut down for throwing for at least four weeks before he starts his throwing program because he broke his elbow due to this brawl. I mean, it's an embarrassing, right? Like on the list of embarrassing athlete injuries, that's got to be on the list where you're breaking your elbow, not even in the brawl. Like it might be different on your way to it. It's your way to the brawl. (laughs) And you can't even lie about it, Amber, because like everyone saw it. So now it's like, you know, if you do this at home, you can say you can come up with some story. But everyone saw you fall trying to get over the railing. I think that's a sign to you. Probably you should stay away from all fights from here on out. Like if you see a fight. Just don't get anywhere near it if you're breaking your elbow just trying to get to the fight. Well, yeah, he won't even get anywhere near the fight <laughs> if he sees a fight. Because just, apparently he'll injure himself just trying to get to the fight, which goodness. you're right, maybe an indication that we shouldn't be fighting to begin with. I mean, it feels like baseball players should be well-versed in being able to fall over the fence there. But uh think? didn't work out well for Archie Bradley, uh, the 29-year-old. I mean, it's it's a remarkable, right? The 29-year-old is on a $3.8 million deal with the Ugh. Angels this year. Uh, we'll see if this ends up costing him at all. How do you go home and explain down. that, Amber? Oh, goodness. <laughs> like, this ends up costing him millions of dollars that he got injured on his way 
to the brawl. Again, Archie Bradley. Apparently, the Angels believe he broke his elbow on the way to the brawl between the Angels and the Mariners. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. We're coming down the stretch in the five o'clock hour here on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. Amber Wilson, Myron Metcalf, we're filling in for the guys. And if you're not familiar with Myron, you should be because he does everything here at ESPN. He does so much, in fact, that he doesn't even remember things that he's done. So an article dropped today, perspectives on the .com, perspectives from around college sports on NIL's one-year anniversary. And it drops today, and one Myron Metcalf was a huge contributor to this article with his reporting, and yet totally forgot that he had written this article at all. Uh, That's how busy Myron is here around ESPN. But I did want to ask you about this article. Now that you've had an opportunity to refresh yourself with your own work. (laughs) Uh, In this article, you guys provide different perspectives from players and coaches. And right now, of course, there's so many questions still when it comes to NIL. I describe it as the wild, wild west. I think it really is. Uh, I have no problem, of course, with these student athletes being able to benefit off their own name, images, and likenesses. That should have happened decades ago, Myron. However... Uh, The lack of regulations and the lack of understanding and the lack of even knowing what the compliance rules are is remarkable. And so it has led to a year of far more questions than answers. What did you learn in the reporting on this article? Well, I think the big difference, and you know this, Amber, is that like there are some athletes who are surrounded by, by people who have the knowledge and the experience to kind of walk them through this. There are some people I've talked to, and it's like just them and their parents trying to figure out what this all means. I talked to a parent who said he had an athlete who was getting onto a bus for a game, and someone pulled him aside and said, hey, I got this NIL deal for you. And the kid was kind of like, whoa, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. So I think if we're talking about the Paige Beckers and some of the top collegiate athletes in America, they've all got a fleet of lawyers and agents and people who are walking them through these major deals. That next tier of athletes, however, that's the group that's really trying to figure it out, trying to make sure they don't get caught up in something that they might regret later on. And I think that, to me, has been the biggest challenge for all of the athletes who are being approached with some of these big deals. The money's so enticing, but the details, it's hard for anyone who doesn't have that knowledge that people like you have to really understand what they're getting into. 
it's my biggest concern when it comes to NIL from, you know, I'm a lawyer from the lawyer's perspective and it's kind of how I look at the landscape of NIL and I know a lot of lawyers who have been dealing with NIL issues. And my biggest concern is making sure that these kids are protected and also with the teams that are around them. I mean, even the lawyers that are, you know, starting to kind of market themselves in this world, but particularly with the agents, like you mentioned, it's not regulated because we know the weakness of the NCAA. They're kind of getting it on the back end. It seems like Myron trying to institute some rules, but that ship feels like it has sailed. It feels a bit too late for them to be trying to get into the game. Right. But there's a total lack of consensus here. And it's state by state, depending where you are. It can be university by university with their own bylaws, depending where you are. But there seems to be a lack of regulation. And so what do you do when you have like a quote unquote agent? Are there any parameters for an NIL agent? How much can they charge? How much of a percentage can they take? Are they looking out? What are the fiduciary duties? Are they looking out for your best interest? And if you just consider the fact that these other sports are regulated. And again, like when you talk about this, people think that you're saying the student athletes shouldn't get paid uh, through yeah. name, image, and like, and that's like the, uh, by far not my take by any means. It's just, there are reasons sometimes that some rules are in place. And sometimes it actually is for the benefit, not all of them. Cause we think of the NCAA, I think largely, you know, as kind of like evil these days. Right. But yeah. there are protections that are in place that do help when you have a unifying body student athletes as well. And one of those protections would be something simple, like, Hey, what qualifies you to be an agent for these student athletes in representing them with these NIL deals, you know, where yeah. you have to be a certified agent to represent NFL players. Why don't you have to be a certified agent to represent student athletes with NIL? And this is kind yeah. of the wild, wild less landscape that we're talking about. Well, and this is why I think the NCAA has failed all these athletes. Like the NCAA had a choice uh, nearly 20 years ago when Ed O'Bannon came and said, listen, I just want to get paid for the use of my name, image, and likeness in this video game that you guys are making millions of dollars off of. Pay the former players. That's what he was advocating for. The NCAA had a chance right then and there, Amber, to say, listen, let's figure this out. The future is – things are changing rapidly. How do we get players involved in this conversation? Instead, they fought this thing all the way to the Supreme Court, and they lost. And I think that was an opportunity to organize, to streamline, to get with all of these different states – and to have some of that universal legislation and guidelines that you're talking about. Now it's just every family, every athlete trying to figure it out. And I've talked to athletes who were top five picks in the NBA draft, who've got a bunch of lawyers looking at everything that they do. I've talked to guys who are answering phones, Amber and going, okay, maybe this is a good deal. They don't know. That discrepancy is my biggest concern, that everyone doesn't have the same representation and knowledge about what they're getting into. Right. And and these deals don't look the same. And I, I know, yeah. I believe in the state of Florida, our NIL laws are, you know, make it so that you can't, there's only a certain period of time. It can only be why the student athletes in school, you can't contractually obligate them beyond, you know, their tenure kind of thing. But like, imagine a world where like you're having a high school student athlete or a collegiate student athlete sign up for something that extends well beyond even their time or their playing days or however. I mean, it's, it's pretty remarkable when you, or does it run into their professional career if they're lucky enough and fortunate enough to go professional? There's so many components to NIL that I think people don't think about. But we're one year in, Myron. We're one year. July 1st makes us one year in the NIL era. Do you think anything is going to be sorted out anytime soon? Is this going to get easier? 
No, I mean, because the NCAA can't do anything. Like, they have no power. Like, they can come up with their guidelines, and they can claim they're going to investigate all of these deals. Here's the problem. You're going to challenge lawyers who are arranging these deals? Like, the NCAA is not going to change what is happening. Can state legislators do that? Maybe. Overall, I hope that athletes are getting wiser and smarter about the deals they're taking, about the people they pick to represent them. But I think these early years are going to be rocky for a lot of athletes trying to figure this out. Yeah, eventually that you would imagine student athletes will know how to regulate or navigate this thing. Yeah. But right now, I mean, now it's all growing pains. It's all happening in real time. We're all learning in real time. And uh, it has just been so far. I mean, it's great for student athletes on one hand, and it also is the wild, wild west on the other. So we will continue to see how NIL plays out. It has affected every sport uh, at every level at this point. Coming up next, does the addition of DeJounte Murray make the Hawks a legit title contender in the East? Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Part of the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.